products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> Huge uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Hey, Mutiny Radio listener. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for Happy Hour. The happiest of hours used to be stand-up comedy. Not anymore, because comedy is dead. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to read one of my scripts today, which I'm pretty excited about. This is going to be pretty crazy because I can't hear them, but they can hear me. No, I can hear them, but they can't hear me. So here they are. Thing. Now we can you hear know? them, and they You're can't working? hear me. So uh, actually, no, I'm just that's what's happening here. And we're for? waiting for more people to get uh, on the call. Like so a recent that global... Uh, no, you know what? It's mostly, I haven't, like, decided one of the two, but it's Roman history and, um... So now, Juan Medina is in the call. Why? And... Uh, because, you know what? It may not seem like it, but those... Juan Medina's in the call, and we need Jen. Fascinating. It's like the height of uh, two empires, you know what I mean? And... Somebody Rome had else. like tons of civil wars, like the worst, the worst soldiers Roman soldiers had to face. They always say with Roman soldiers, because they just were always having civil wars and shit. Because it was just always a, a power grab for the most powerful throne in the world at the point. What is that sound? What are you doing? I'm actually not doing that. Yeah, that's one. Uh, what? What are you doing? Sexy like Zoom background, sir. <laughs> you're preparing my supper. Oh, crazy. Fixing my supper. No, really, we're live on the air. That's good. People love, oh, people, people love ASMR. Who's the black guy behind you, man? He's just a cool dude. He is a cool dude. <laughs> Rahul is here. Uh, yes, I am. No, I don't have to yell. Erica is out, but she can come in anytime. Everyone can be heard just fine when I stop yelling. If, an, if anyone is intimidated by by large uh, black men, then I can remove him. Oh no, I, no. Oh, I don't think I can function without him now. You're welcome him. Cool. I think among this crowd, that image is welcome. I glad to hear. I, I hope I hope it becomes like the new Virgin Mary, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> c- candles with this image on it. So how many people are we missing? Oh fuck! Pam, 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 Pam,
Yeah, Pam is Pam is on silent because her sound is fucking everything up. No, but she sent uh, another link. I think it's the same one. Uh, or I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm trying to make sure that okay. Here we go. Um, so we're missing Crystal. She needs a co-corp. Pam needs a co-corp. Please, please, where is the co-corp for Pam? Can anyone be Pam's co-corp, please? Um, does everyone know what part they're playing? Jen, you're Crystal. Jen, you're the co-corp. Oh. You're Crystal and Beth now. That oh, says, Crystal, that's according Crystal to Pam. And Beth? Okay. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to download. I'm just quoting her. Okay. That's for the opening scene. Okay. Um, I can't like. Hmm. Oh, here it is. All right. That's the most. That's the most blase response I've ever heard. To you're the co-core. <laughs> oh yeah, it's totally fine. It's fine. Oh, cool. That's chill. Eric is the narrator. Oh. Come back. Okay, we're ready. I'm not yelling. Let's go. Pam says. Okay. Boom. Yes, let's make a deal. Beth, go for it. I'm going to forget that in like two seconds. But... I used to date one. All right. <laughs> I don't even like Coke. I don't like Coke really either. It was just whatever. Okay. Uh, Damn, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> Coke, I promise it's pancakes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Oh, Eric. Uh, let's see. What's that? Can you guys hear me? Everyone, yeah. I, I always feel the impulse to yell because it's yeah. amazing. Apparently, I'm 56 years old. Hello. <laughs> we're booing. All right, we're going to go. Erica, you can start any time. We're doing this. Wait, who am I going to be? I'm... I'm, I'm... Am I the narrator too? You're, or the, you're the narrator. I'm the narrator. You're the narrator, and and your other role. And Crystal, okay. No, Cheryl. Yeah. I'm the whole wait, narrator. Wait, wait. No, you're Cheryl, not Crystal. Cheryl. Cheryl, okay. And this is Camp on Mutiny Radio, and Pam is the only one who we can't hear, which is rare. <laughs> Rob's there. Got him. Fade in. <laughs> okay, I'm reading this part. Am I reading all of the narration? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind. I can do it if you don't want to do it. No, I can do it. I can do it. I just, okay. Um, what does that mean? EXT? Uh, Exit. It's exterior. Okay. It's an exterior shot. Desert day. But you, you don't have to say it. You can just skip it. Okay. Dust clouds follow an open truck and spin brown boogers inside and spin brown boogers inside Crystal's already compromised nose. Her bandana isn't working. Seven campers grimace at the hot sun, swaying with the vehicle as it bounces over desert rocks in a decaying bunny carcass. She thinks she sees a snake and hears a rattle, but the engine's roar creates auditory hallucination of another time. It crunches over more bones. We flash back to see Crystal take a last line off the back of the dirty toilet in the Utah airport. 
Then we are back inside the truck with the line obviously wearing off. She rubs a booger on her gum, nudges the leather-clad man boy next to her. Jen? Jen. Oh, oh it's me. Oh, do you have any blow? His, His eyes spring open with fury. Do you have any blow? He pulls his surgical mask slightly to the side. Not for you. He winks. Crystal's eyes x-ray his bag to see a bottle of Afrin, and she sees him dumping coke into and mixing it in an airport bathroom. Blowjobs are usually just that, a job for blow. Back off, poor man's Lindsay Lohan. No talking, fuckwads. Sarge is the image of an Israeli soldier. His gas mask keeps him comfortable from the swirling dirt and his voice resounds ominously through the protective double chambers. His shaved head glistens in the sun. He slams his flat hand on the cab's roof, initiating the rapid Hands grasp hot metal bars and open eyes stare at boot-clad feet. No one dares make eye contact with the madman. In the somewhat twisted words of the beloved Cheryl Crow, this is not a party, this is not a disco, this is not LA. You're not here to have a little fun before you die. All I want to do is make you low-life drug addict, dirty criminal bitches and healthy, productive members of society. Do you hear me? Do you hear me, TK? Am I getting through? Am I getting through? Yes, yes, sir. Yes. I can't hear you, cock-sucking blow whore. Yes, 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 sir. Crystal raises her head to meet his eyes, breathes confidently with her eyes closed, and curls her lips into a crooked grin. She reopens her eyes, licks her teeth, and bites her lower lip. Yes, sir. Yes. Sarge smiles and jauntily taps the driver's roof. We're off to see the motherfucking wizard. The truck ramble rumbles away and rolls toward the low-lying shade structure in the distance. This ain't fucking Kansas, bitches. Y'all get ready to work for your supper. Sarge winks ominously at Crystal. De Desert night. Beth sneaks off in the light of the moon. She meticulously clears nine by nine squares of desert rocks and brush. She stretches and warms her body before leaping and spinning about. Beth is choreographing a desert ballet to bring back to the real world. Montage of scenes with classical ballet music underscore. This is Beth's third camp. We see camp one where Beth explodes, splitting on and assaulting a staff for trying to make her eat pork. We see a man force her to eat bacon, a devout Jew. Beth tries to explain her religious but he refuses to listen and restrains her. He doesn't mean to break his nose as he presses her face to the ground, but she bucks wildly for freedom. We see camp two and a charge for murder. Beth is working sandbags in the Sacramento Delta post flood, filling and moving huge burlap bags. Beth on pickaxe detail. He shouldn't have grabbed her ass mid-swing. We see a courtroom with psychiatrists prescribing heart labor programs. Scare this one straight. 
We see Beth dancing from far away, then realize she is being watched from the group fire by Butch, who is a serial masturbator. He's trying not to reach for his tongue. Does anyone have a marshmallow? Shut up, maggoty faggot. It's quiet <laughs> contemplation time. Do you need me to sit on your fucking hands? Do you want to play with my balls, fuck boy? Do you? I will not scratch my balls with everyone watching. I will not touch my junk. I will not. Do you want my balls in your mouth? No, sir. I'm not into that. We'll see who's into what when my dick is in your mouth. Sir, yes, sir. Which sits on his hands. Beth dances far away in the background. Desert campground's kitchen morning. Jonah is doing dishes. He loves doing them because he bites his nails and likes them clean. He imagines a bomb blowing up the camp. You are the bomb! Cheryl, mid-30s, bounces up to Jonah. She wears a puffy-painted sweatshirt with a cross and has unironically feathered hair and braces. No, really, Jonah. I'd never get those dishes done without you. You are a blessing from the father of blessed boy. She puts her hand up for a high five, but no response. Jesus loves you, Jonah. He's chosen for you to be here. I think he's chosen you especially for me. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Jonah fantasizes making a bomb and his backpack. We then see him planted over Cheryl's tent, framing her as a zealotrous suicide bomber. We see a desert explosion with Cheryl's intestines raining from the sky. We see hands unfold a note. To whom it may concern, these poor souls belong to Jesus. They shouldn't be here. These innocent children have a special place in heaven. Jesus told me to bring them home. Love in Christ, Cheryl. Jonah hums and bites his nails. Desert campground picnic table lunch. Sarge grabs the orange off the tray. That's my fruit. Speak up. I can't hear you with my <laughs> dick in your mouth. I just, nothing. Fuck, I'm sorry. Nothing. Fuck, boy, nothing. I can't hear you. Back the fuck down, Fruit Loop. You do not decide when you get fucked. Go rape another girl, faggot. Butch's flashback montage. Ten-year-old Butch with a can of Alpo, his dick and Miss Moffat, his father's favorite primarian. He first tries the cat, but gags at the cat food smell. We hear a squeaking meow. Slightly older Butch forces the neighbor girl, Jill, to give him a blowjob in the garage. We see an admission sign, one dollar ahead. And we see Boyd leaning in to loudly blowing air on his pee-pee. I'm blowing as hard as I can. You're supposed to suck on it, dummy. But it's not called a suck job. Slightly older Butch playing gynecologist with every girl in the suburbs. There is a line to his gar garage leading to homemade syrups made out, made out from old crutches duct taped to a broken office chair. We see him hunched with a flashlight mounted on his father's green baby's visor. He holds kitchen tongs and a hairbrush. Slightly older Butch masturbating in public, unboxing both school and public, 
on candy bars, drug stores, on elevator buttons, on a soda machines, and locker blocks of tools, on doors and doorbells of houses. Butch smiles as someone accidentally touches his fresh semen. Butch trying to fuck a hole in the ground in the desert using saran wrap and peanut butter. He's caught by Sarge wielding a flashlight at his bare ass. Back to present day around the picnic table. That's why I'm here. Is this the time when we all share? Because that asshole is gone for a few minutes, and I'd love if we could talk about something other than his dick in my mouth. I was framed. I'm not supposed to be here. Reggie's flashback montage. Reggie's dad, Reginald Mortimer Garrity II, shaking his head at his beloved... Sorry, just Zoom sets up here. Uh, Reggie's dead, Reginald Mortimer Garrity II, shaking his head as his beloved black BMW M3 is being stolen from the neighbor's pool with a key of coke in the glove box. He has framed a son who's being led away by cops. He knew no one would believe Reggie Three's tales, a respected lawyer, not a cokehead. Flash farther back, father-son bonding, doing lines off the glass coffee table in the living room. They each use their own handcrafted gold razor and matching golden straw. Can I get a hit of, of your aspirin bottle? My nose is really dried out here. Fuck off. I don't know what you're talking about. Back the fuck up, whore. Three feet minimum between your pussy and these scum fuck tits. Crystal gets up and dejectedly moves to the other side of the table. Crystal removes her Jesus Christ is the Lord, not a swear word sweatshirt to reveal another Jesus t-shirt. Oh, sorry. We leave early tomorrow for the next three-day hike. Some new souls are in. Some who haven't been out for a while will go. Sarge and I will be taking the following. Crystal, Beth, Reggie, Butch, Jonah. With Jesus. That makes eight of us. Get some sleep, sweet campers. We break before sunrise. Sleep now, faggots, for tomorrow you may die. For the next three days, your ass is mine. Um, Sarge, Jesus doesn't like it when you call them faggots. Fuck Jesus. I'm sure Sarge doesn't mean that. I mean, not literally. Butch, don't want you to fiddle faddle. Good night, campers. Desert campsite morning. Jonah cleans his cuticles efficiently. Crystal tails Reggie with hungry nose-like efficiency. Start stocks between the emptying tents, flipping orders to the remaining counselors. Wanton new latrine dug by his return. Butch yawns absently, unsuccessfully ignoring his persistent morning mood. Wood. Sorry. <laughs> Beth backs out of her tent wearing Holly Hobby under, under ruse. Flashback, Butch in psychiatrist's office. I've dealt with sex offenders in the past and found that naming your penis can put some distance between you and your organ. It might help. You can talk him down when you need to. Thanks, Doc, but he's up all the time. I really don't have control over him. Good. You're already personifying him. Him. What shall you call him? Jake. I had a dog named Jake and I was three. Was Jake the dog that, um... The alpha incident? No, Jake was a good dog. A boy dog. Beth emerges from her tent, brushing long hair. Down, Jake. Get the fuck down. Fuck you, I said. Fuck. Fine ass, huh? Oh, yeah. You trying to tap that ass? Sir, no, sir. I don't get to tap ass. I'm a sex offender. Good. You're going to take point. 
You'll stare at no ass this fine desert morning. If I catch you even sniffing around that ass, I'll pound yours. Line the fuck up. Let's move, douchebags. A little prayer first, please. A, a circle of hands. Dear sweet Jesus, protect us from the harshness of the desert. Like you, we make our way into it for peace and cleansing. I pray you see into the hearts of these lost souls and save them and keep them safe. In Christ's name, amen. They line up and start walking into the desert with heavy backpacks. Don't, don't, don't build your house on sandy land. Don't build it too near to the shore. Well, it might be kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice. You'll have to build your house once more. You better build your house just on a rock with a good foundation on a solid spot. And when the storm comes tumbling down, but the peace of God you will know. Come on, guys, we're singing around. Don't build your house on Don't sand. Don't build your house on Don't build your Desert day. Campers are walking in the desert. Crystal is close to Reggie. Do I look fat to you, Reggie? I've been eating a lot more than normal out here, and dried cranberries have a hell of a lot of calories. Do have do have anything to help me not eat? Fine, fuck, you're persistent. Annoying as fuck, but persistent. He handed her the squeeze bottle. There's a fuck ton in there mixed with water. You should be fine with two squirts. Fuck yeah, fuck ton. Now we're fucking hiking. <laughs> she zips off ahead, Reggie yells after her. Please stay hydrated. You're welcome. You owe me. What pray tell transpired between you two fuckballs? Nothing, sir. I gave her some water. No sharing with the whore. You want herpes? Shingles? No, sir. I've chlamydia. Twice. I assure you it's not a flower. I'm keeping you to my pants, sir. No blooms for me. Is that some kind of fucking code? A joke, honey man? There no, sir. No joke. No code. That's what I thought, cocksmooch. Jesus loves all the little children, all the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the little children of the world. Beth leans to Jonah. Is it a bad idea to kill her? Ah, oh, damn it, sorry. Jonah laughs. <laughs> no, everyone wants to kill the Christians. Viva la revolution. <laughs> Come on, you guys, we can walk faster than this. The faster we walk, the faster we'll get there. Where are you going? Cheryl runs up to Crystal. Let the three of us point take point for a while, huh? Three? You, me, and Jesus take three. When you are alone and only see one set of footprints, it's because he's carrying you. You are never alone, Cheryl beams. Desert campfire night. Very tired campers are slumped around the fire, captive audience to Cheryl. One of the reasons you're here is to make peace with your crimes especially the crimes against your own bodies. Crystal, do you know what I'm talking about? Crystal is fighting and obviously no longer high. She's crying. What is your first childhood memory of what you wanted to be as an adult? 
You're almost adults, you know, Beth. I'm a dancer. But did you always want? Yes. Crystal, what was your dream? A lady of leisure or a horse trainer or an actress or a cat. A physicist. Like you weed minds or do the thing with the cards? No, I wanted to read palms. A doctor. I wanted to be a doctor that helped people, like an ER doctor or something. You know, it'd be exciting and different every day. And you get to save people. I mean, really save them from death. It's a serious trip, man. It's a lot to think about. Butch, we haven't heard from you. Have you been thinking? Can you remember? Let me guess. You wanted to be a fuck face. This is a load of shit. Get the fucking marshmallows out of your asses, campfire girl. I actually did bring marshmallows, campers. Who wants s'mores? Desert away from group night. Butch is hanging out with Beth as she prepares her hippie desert dance space. A Disney character, you know? One of those guys that hangs out in the fluffy costumes at the theme park. What? Tweety Bird or Mickey Mouse, you know? I wanted to hang around kids and make them believe I was a cartoon. That's fucking creepy, Butch. Beth, what do you think that means? That you always wanted to hide behind a huge fuzzy costume and trick unsuspecting, adoring throngs of children into taking pictures and sitting on your lap. What do you think it means? Down, Jiggy. Later. We'll talk later. Butch, you're fucked up. Beth does her weird hippie dance thing. Huh. Crystal's tent night. Crystal is pooping in a bag in a bucket in front of Reggie. She is spun and babbling about some stupid old boyfriend and wipes her butt, puts it in the bag, puts the bag inside another bag, and puts that bag in her backpack. Boys are stupid. Who knows why they do what they do? Why are you telling me this? Reggie, you care. I know you do. You're a really nice guy beneath that playful, distant leather thing you put on your you put on for the group. It's a good show, but I see through it. She reaches around him and grabs the Afrin bottle and does two sniffs. She hands it to Reggie. It's because of the doc doctor thing, right? We're both good kids that got wrapped up with bad people. And there's no way you were the cope connected for all of Orange County. I'm sorry. I just don't see a criminal mastermind, business guru, lawyer type in there. You and I were framed. But we're here now. Yes, that we are. I say we make the most of our time together. Crystal kisses Reggie and convinces pinning him down to seduce him forcefully. How many hours of sleep do you think we need? It's what, 15 miles tomorrow? Crystal starts using a creepy voice. With your stash of hard earned energy, we should be fine. Can baby have one more before she starts sucking on your bottle? You're a good boy, Reggie, a real good boy. Jonah's tent night. Jonah twists and flips in his tent, hearing the sound of Reggie getting his dick sucked. Fantasy music swells. He sees Beth as an angel at the mouth of his tent, hair blowing, and she crawls towards him. 
His fantasy is shattered by Reggie. Oh my fuck. That's it. That's fucking it. Shit. Don't stop. I'm... I'm... Groan silence. At least Crystal finally shut the fuck up. Listen up, you little cunt rags. You better be in your own goddamn tents in 30 <laughs> seconds. You dickbags, hear me? Beth, get your dancing ass out of the wilderness, fuckface. Take your hand off your pecker. How the hell did he know? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> We're all laughing at your tiny dick. Now go to sleep. <laughs> I think he does protest too much. I'm sorry, I don't under. Ugh. Why are all the cute ones always so stupid, Shakespeare? I think Serge might be. In your tent, pole dancer. Beth idles by her tent and Jonah watches her. We see a quick fantasy montage of him violently capturing and dragging her into his tent. I see you staring. I've only a few seconds now. We'll play this game later. Beth slaps her ass and goes in the tent. Beth lays down, then sees an image of Jonah's decapitated head among desert rocks, then AI two naked, sunburned crystal walking barefoot on the desert. I'll see you fuck twats at sunrise. 15 mile morning. Good night, Good night John, boy. boy. Desert morning. Campers and lazily are lazily getting up and acquiring food. Fifteen miles to freedom, fuckballs. Fuck that. There is no freedom. This is your jail. I own you. Wake up. You know, in jail, we had milk with every meal. Breakfast was an old orange milk raisin bran without raisins and a freaky muffin thing. It kicked ass over this. Whoa. <laughs> what, uh, county is... what county and state you in? Maybe they treat the ladies different, but in orange? I thought I'd get fucking scurvy. How many times you been in jail? Mm, let's see. You want to know the charges? Prostitution, armed robbery, DUI, intent to sell, accessory to murder, prostitution, <laughs> public intoxication, Prostitution, robbery of the dead weapon, assault, 11. I'm telling you, this place is way worse than jail. At least in jail, you get TV, right? Warbed, blurry W, black and white blaring at 2 a.m. It's not always considered good, but yeah, I sort of got into Smallville. What was all that robbery about? I got tangled with a guy who pimped me out for all kinds of stuff. One time he sent me with a bag to some gangsters. They handed me an AK-47 and pushed me into a bank. I was pretty high. I thought it was a water gun. I started crying when the bullets hit the ceiling. I was so high, I thought it was in a movie. And the assault, with or without weapon? The guy I lived with was a real asshole. I mean, he sold, he sold me for drugs and money and to clear his debt. He was cheating on me with another one of his girls, and I tried to leave him. He called me back into the house and acted all sweet. I believe 
him until he punched me in the face and threw my crap into the street. So I broke a window and climbed in. That's where I got this. She lifts her shirt to show a jagged 12-inch scar running across her ribs. I grabbed the knife from the kitchen and tried to kill him. We were all on drugs, you know. Have you prayed to Jesus for forgiveness? Most of those are felonies. No, no praying. But I'm a minor, so I don't know. I need to get a new lawyer or something. I'm, I'm not really worried about it. I'm away, I'm away from the asshole who dragged me into most of this, so I'm tired and we haven't even started walking. Let's pray. All campers stand up and leave her alone with her eyes closed. <laughs> Desert day. Campers walking in a line. Beth is behind Jonah checking out his ass. Did you put sunscreen on your back or your knees? They're looking pinkish. Baby pink or bacon pink? I don't eat bacon, but you have the second best ass I've seen. My own being the first, of course. But you eat ass or babies? I just fuck them. Oh, I know why you're here. You're the psychotic baby pig fucker. That's kind of hot. Why are you here, Jonah? Jonah stares at her creepily and then it comes off as oddly sexy. No one's ever looked at me like that. Like what? Like you want to eat me alive. I don't like knives. Are you going to answer my question? Why are you here? Really, Jonah, if you don't want to tell me, it's fine. I heard a rumor about some smarty pants internet scheme, but I barely believe that's why you're here. I think it's something deeply more disturbing. I understand. I won't ask anymore. Tell me if you want someday. Desert Day. Crystal's losing it. She starts seeing her ex-abuser behind rocks and popping out of places. He's falling away from the group. Crystal meth, keep up. You need to stay with the fucking group. Crystal is getting farther away from the group. She's still hallucinating and wants to just die in the desert and be eaten by wild animals. She tries to keep walking, but her feet are so puffy and tired and her head thrumps with the beat of a thousand drums. She sees bongos and snares and the whole band marching so loud with colorful red suits and gold tassels. They were following her, too, with him at the lead, holding a huge baton and blue duffel bag. Dexter, how did they get you to wear that silly hat? I, I could never get you to do anything. Can I, can I have some of what's in that bag? Crystal falls to her knees. She can't cry because she's too dehydrated. Crystal throws rocks weakly at the hallucinations. Desert day. The group is on a rest break, all visibly exhausted. Has anyone seen Crystal? Does anyone have binoculars? Who was the last person to see her? We all have to go back and look. Christ, don't you care? She's right behind us. Give her a few minutes. Let's pray. Fuck prayer. We need to go back. Christ! A girl sucks your dick and suddenly you're a hero, boy? We give her five minutes? Then go back and look. Not hero, human. Desert day. 
Crystal sprawled out cat-like in the sun. We see she, we see her blisters forming on her lips and eyelids, but she doesn't care. Or we see she blisters forming on her lips and eyelids, but she doesn't care. She is done. She knows they aren't coming back. They probably haven't even noticed yet. Maybe Reggie. No one loves me or ever care. Self-pity makes me feel alive. She tries to reach for her canteen. It's empty. Desert hiking group on break. No, really. She could be dead by now. Why would you think that? We've all had the same amount of water. Jesus will take care of her. She could have a heart attack. She wasn't drinking enough water. Why the fuck would she have a heart attack, Dr. Hauser? I don't know. Stress, sun, physical exertion, dehydration. We're walking in 102 degree heat in the desert. Dehydration and dehydration and cocaine? You were giving her drugs? Sir, no, sir. But she might have had her own. She might have found a way to it. In the fucking desert. Start blaming yourself now, doggy. If she dies, this is your fault. Can we please try and find her now? Please. Stay together, dude. You be very, very quiet. We're going on a whore hunt. <laughs> desert. Retracing steps. Hey, Butch, walk with me. Butch trots happily over, has boner, but doesn't notice. Yeah, what can I help you with, beautiful? Put that thing away. I have to work out some things. Can you listen for a second? If you're talking to me, you're talking. If you're talking to me, you're talking to Jake. I was thinking of changing his name, something less human, more plastic. What do you think about sword of seduction? This is about me. Not about your sword. Of seduction. Sword of seduction. He swings his boner around humorously. I'm going to tell you a secret. Is this a girl thing? You having your period? Butch imagines having sex in a bloodbath. Hello, Butch. Focus on me. <laughs> I am. I'm thinking of you. Very focused. <laughs> Focus on me now. Me here, not me in the sick little fantasy blender upstairs. He is shaken back to reality. Oh, there you are. Hi, Butch. Listen, I've been seeing things, and one just came true. What, Crystal? You knew she would get lost? Why didn't you tell somebody? Right. Like, who am I going to tell? Hey, Serge, I have a vision in this desert night. I think the earth is speaking to me. Or, gee, Cheryl. Zane speaks to me before I dance. I think you're going to die in the explosion. That would go over awesome, yes? You're hot. Thanks, dude. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> what are we going to do? Can you have visions of me tonight before you dance? Ask about Jake's new name. Ask about the sword of seduction. Let's keep to the important stuff, shall we? Death, chaos, bombs, deception? Yay. Yay. Oh, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, folks. That, that was, was fun. really entertaining. <laughs> oh, my God. That was interesting. 
Yeah. Well, some of the lines marked for Bush was, was or like supposed to be Sarge, because like the one. Of... No, no, no. I think uh, I think they were mislabeled as Sarge's lines. Okay, cool, cool. That makes sense. That was fun. Yeah. Billy, that was Billy a Anderson. really cool play. What, Pam? That was a yeah, super Pam. interesting play. It was so interesting. I was like, wow, that works on so many different levels, you know? Um, <laughs> she can't talk. She yeah, can't she's talk. on silent, but she enjoyed it. She said, I'm trying to find Billy Anderson because he tried to join and I fucked up. Uh, yes. You know, I dig it too. Yeah, Pam seems happy. Um, it was I super have other stuff, but I don't know. Oh, here, Billy Sullivan's back. Here we go. That play really got me thinking. What are you thinking about it? Well, it just, it made me just, it just brought up stuff, you know? It just made me think about a lot of different things. Pam says, that was the first two thirds, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, can you change the ending? <laughs> All right, Pam, you're depressing everyone. Um, how are y'all doing? Do we have time? Because I would love to do more. I don't know what... Uh, I'm apparently... Pam's represented one by one. Everyone does one by one. What's one by one? Yeah. Like one at a time, like a horror film, they die. Oh, God. I don't want that to happen in real life. <laughs> well, that's how, you know, it usually goes down. I, they all die, yes. I man, I'm going to start so angry. wine and stay in Nova fucking Scotia. <laughs> right? uh, I think Why he's a closeted so homosexual. Oh, gotcha. That's how I read it. Okay. Can, sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't hear that. Why is Sarge so angry? <laughs> okay, Pam says, oh, so are you guys... Uh, down to uh, read a little bit of a piece I wrote in college. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. All right, I'll put it in the group. Um, let's just pick it up like random. I don't want to take a bunch of time to cast it because it's a bunch of small characters. So let's just, you know, let's try to figure it out. But I need a Raul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy, you want to be Raul? Yeah, oh, sure. Actually, oh, Billy, my name's you, you be you be ten. <laughs> you be you be ten instead. Tim. Ten. His name is Ten. ten. Yeah, that's sure. right. So you be ten, and then I'll have. Um, do we lose one? Rahul. Oh, we have a Rahul. Rahul, do you want to be Rahul? Yes, I do. All right, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for this. I'm. Uh, where's my Google Doc? Hold on. I know how Pam felt when she was like trying to multitask. It's really awkward. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to fill the air, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Well, I can. I can Talk. fill the air. So I can put day. music on. Right. Well, then. I can put well, music on. How about can, can, can everyone say where they are? That's a good idea. Sure. Akron, Ohio. Newark, California. Oakland, California. Recording live. From Saturn. All right, I have the. the I'm in Cornwall, Nova Scotia, Mi'kma'ki, Turtle Island. Turtle Island. Uh, here we go. 
Jennifer, not you, but the other Jennifer Garcia says uh, she plans to. Oh, she says yes. Pam says yes. Sarge is a closet homo. And uh, Jennifer Garcia says she wants to work with you and all this stuff. And my computer's been really slow because my computer's old and slow. So I'm trying to send you guys the fucking link. Now, is, is this piece gonna be woke? Oh, the one okay, you so, cast uh, me for. Nixon's first day in office. What? Say that. Oh. What? Hey, what? The, the one you said I would be good for Raul. If this I was... did say that. Well, Pat, this is my first day in office. Guess what? There's a person named Raul. Raul is I'm actually a loser. Okay, ready? Do you have the One, two, three, I got wow. whatever beats me. Oh, fuck. Pancake really wants it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. You can take over. I, I, I did tell him. I did tell him. Uh, uh, does everyone have the script? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have the script? Uh, I put it in the group message. Do you see it in there? Okay, yeah. I don't have a phone, so I'm not like on it in the same way. Let's see. I have the script, uh, but you can't hear me, you. so yeah, that's funny. You're listening to oh, radio.fm. So we're also um, listening to Warhol Coffee. The first few characters I see are Raul, Raul Sudhardson, and Tin. Do we have Jen that Perez, Yes, sir. Kukuls, I need a uh, pancake and it's Billy in the group message. All reading stuff. We're going to be reading Raul's Night. Yes. Baraka Noel, aka Mumbles. I can put it in aka Warhol Coffee. Wrote Thanks. this for uh, OCMR. Yeah. I think the obnoxious man in sandwich Overland, girl. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, and people can just go. fill in because going to be happening. Right people are going to come up. in and out pretty quick. Uh, the tone is just like a very kind of like slackery college thing. It's very awkward kind of stuff. Uh, so I put it in the MR Comics group too. So yeah, just just feel free to fill in if you do one, then you can like keep doing it, but. Uh, it would take too long to cast all the parts. I'll do the I'll do the narration. Uh, are we cool? Everyone have have the script? Yeah. Sure. Yep. All right. Rouse night. Fade in. Interior. Snack bar. Night. Raul and Tin, college age, sit in a booth. Tin is wearing a hat and trendy clothes, finishing a sandwich. His nice leather jacket is draped across the booth. There's one pickle fragment and some potato chip dust on his plate. Raul in jeans and a hoodie sits across the booth without food. His shabby backpack sits beside him on the seat. You get laid tonight if you wanted. I'm so fucking hungry. Sandwich bar. Moments later, Raul stands at the sandwich bar looking at Katie, a hot girl in the checkout line. He watches as she buys her food and sits down at a booth with Katie's friend. He turns back to the sandwich bar and sandwich girl is kissing obnoxious man. Uh, could I get a sandwich? Sandwich girl and an obnoxious man glare at Raul. I'm off duty. I'll see you tonight. Yeah. yeah we can... We... Okay. <laughs> we can go to the movie. Uh... There's no one else working. Could you hold on? Call me. They kiss again. An obnoxious man walks around the counter and starts browsing. You know what you want? Raul examines the menu. Five 
dollars for a sandwich now? Yes, that's what it costs. Do you know what you want? Could I... Just give me a second. Sandwich girl waits a second. Are you ready yet? Yeah. Hold on. Sandwich girl rolls her eyes, makes it obvious that she's annoyed. Just a minute. Okay. Um, well, let me get fashata bread and pepper turkey. Yeah. Lettuce, tomato? Uh, no. Uh, no tomato. Lettuce. Um, minister. Monster. Um, could I? Let me get some red peppers and whole grain mustard and just a little mayonnaise. No, 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 no. Yeah, just that's enough. That's enough. The sandwich looks amazing and delicious. Chips and a pickle? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure. Sandwich girl hands over the sandwich and goes off into the kitchen. Thank you so much. Please, come again. Raul walks through the aisles. He grabs a pint of ice cream and browses the soda cooler. Sandwich girl wearing a coat walks up behind him. Could you move, please? She pushes past Raul, grabs a soda, and leaves. Raul grabs a soda and goes looking for more food. Checkout line. Some hippies are leaving the checkout counter with bags and bags of food. Raul searches for his ID card. Is that going to be enough Cheetos? Dude, yeah. I've got to learn to share. Checkout lady looks bored. The hippies walk away with their food. A few people walk past the checkout line toward the food aisles. Tin is having an animated conversation with Katie and Katie's friend. Raul continues looking for his ID. I, I have it. Hold on. Hold on. He rushes over to his booth and looks through his backpack, but doesn't find the ID card. Raul carries his backpack to the checkout counter. There is now a line, and obnoxious man is behind him in line. He pulls his wallet out of his backpack. I closed the document. How much is it again? 12.62. Raul has no bills in his wallet. How much for the big Newtons? 214. He starts counting his change, one quarter, a bunch of nickels, a few dimes. Can we move it along, please? He doesn't have nearly enough change. He stuffs his change back in his wallet, puts his wallet back in his bag. I. 1260. I don't have my card. Checkout lady turns her attention to obnoxious man. Raul stands by helpless with his food. Just a smoothie? She swipes obnoxious man's ID card. Raul tries to sneak a bite of sandwich. Do you have 498? Then you're going to have to leave it on the counter. What are you going to do with it? We'll have to throw it away. Can't I just have it then? No. <laughs> but you're throwing it away anyway. Can't I just have a bite? Do you have 498? No, I 
don't have 498. Check out Lady Looks Smug. Can I go get my card and come back? Check out Lady Nods. I'll be right back. Raul starts to leave with his food. You have to leave the food here. Tappan Square night. <laughs> Tin and Raul walk across Tappan Square, a small park between campus and the center of town lit by old-fashioned street lamps. A wooden sign reads, Tappan Square. I could have flexed you in. Nah. It's not even real money. It's just flex. No. I have to get my card anyway before my room gets taken over. That's right. You're sexile tonight. Steve's girlfriend is back again. Everyone's getting laid but me. This fucking week. Shoot me in the face. Why are you doing this? You're gonna sit around fucking moping all night? Because one girl doesn't want you? Fuck that. So, what? So let's go to Cleo's. No. Why not? Phoebe's going to... Jesus. With fucking Bob. Could you please, like, listen what you're saying for a second? I don't feel like being reminded of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're a failure, loser, dipwad, fuck-up, dumbass douchebag. What? Loser. I said loser. A uh, double loser. Why are you so focused on this one chick? I don't even care. I'm tired of the mating rituals, the games, and... Do you know how long it's been? Raul stops underneath a streetlight. He puts down his bag. I haven't kissed a girl in three months. Kissed? When was the last time you had sex? Yesterday? This morning? That, uh, okay. Alright. Granted, I'm pretty lucky right now. <laughs> but what about you? I know for a fact of three girls who want you right now. For a fact. If you can't capitalize on that, that's your fucking fault. I can't help you. Tim continues down the path. There's a large rock in the grass next to the sidewalk with spray man is spray painting with the words, Greg, it's over. Three? Yeah. Mm, well, one for sure. Another one I'm pretty sure. That's two. Well, yeah. And then there's... I have a hunch. Why do you say three? It's it's like three. It's kind of... Three sounds more impressive. It just sounds... Three, you know? So, there's only two. Uh, one for sure. What happened to... Fuck you. Be happy someone likes you. <laughs> I will flex on that. Who, who is it? Tin doesn't respond. Is it Phoebe? Tin stops walking. You're hopeless. Tin starts walking again. You're hopeless. Who? No, fuck you. You don't deserve to know. What? Who? Who? Tin. I swear to God. Jesus Christ, it's so obvious. No, you cannot be that clueless. 
Who? Guess. I don't. I, I don't know who. Who? Guess, son. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't even guess. Cleo? Don't be ridiculous. Jesus. I don't know. Is that why it's ridiculous? It's nothing. Never mind. No. Why is that? Katie. Why? Are you, wait, what? Are you serious? She told me. Katie. Katie. Ha, Katie. Oops, I dropped my pencil. Let me bend over and pick it up, Katie. Yeah, she wants you. Are you shitting me? Why? You like her? Fuck you. Stop fucking with me. Katie Crane really likes me? Jesus Christ, yes. How do you how do you know? She told me. What? She was talking about you. What? What did she say? She said, okay, this is a quote. She said, tell Raul call me tonight if he wants to play. What? When? Just now, just a second ago. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? I can't fucking believe you. Did you get her number? No. Why not? Don't you have it? No, I don't. Fuck. No. So, what are you gonna do? But, isn't she with a guy? What guy? That cop job, Dennis. Denny? Remember? His, we saw him at Denny's and, uh, started making fun of him. Oh, yeah, he wanted to fight us. And we had to skip out on the bill. Oh, God, yeah. Aren't they together? So what? So if they're... Maybe they broke up. Who cares? Raul turns to look in the direction of the snack bar. Do you think she's still there? I don't know. Wait, Tim, hold up. Do you think she's still eating? What do I have? Telescopic sight now. You want me to, like, go-go gadget binoculars? No, but I'm just... Just tell me. Is she still there or not? I'm here with you. How do I know where Katie Crane is? Stop being an asshole. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if she's still there. Shit. She probably is. You think so? Yeah, maybe. She just got her food when I was talking to her. Raul looks at Tim, stares in the direction of the snack bar, and sprints off. Tim follows. Snack bar minutes later. Raul bursts into the room and looks around. Katie's gone, replaced by an unattractive couple. <laughs> Tim goes outside. Check out ladies eating Raul's ice cream. Did you get your card? 
1262. No, I didn't. Checkout lady opens his box of Fig Newtons. I can't leave this food sitting out all night. She starts eating his Fig Newtons. Okay, fine. Checkout lady dumps his sandwich into the trash. Raul goes outside. Outside snack bar, Raul stands around helplessly. I really thought you had her number. Whatever. It's fine. You want to try to find her? Fuck. What? Where's my backpack? Oh. Raul goes back inside the snack bar. Tim lights a cigarette. Snack bar. Raul looks around, doesn't see his backpack. He glares at the unattractive couple and goes back outside. Outside snack bar. Tim is smoking, silhouetted in the lamplight like a badass. Not in there? Nope. I think he dropped it. Yeah. Captain Square, <laughs> Raul, and Tim retrace their steps. You want to try to find Kaden tonight? I don't know where she lives. South campus somewhere? I'm pretty sure she's single. She's so hot. They walk for a short while and comfortable. So what the fuck of the day? I'm talking to Kat, and she basically says she wants to give me head. Pretty much, she told me she wanted to suck my dick. But Caitlin's like, Caitlin's getting sick of the open relationship thing. That is not a what the fuck. It's why? It's complicated, not valid. That's, you're a lucky bastard. What the fuck is. A guy on a bike comes flying by, almost hits Raul. Jesus, um, like, today's stock. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how it came up. We had this whole conversation about how the world is fucked. Raul starts to get animated. And everyone's fucking like, yeah. I heard if we continue using our resources at this rate, the Earth only has 50 years. And all this bullshit. Everyone loves to talk about how fucked we are, but nobody does shit about anything. What the fuck? No, it's it's totally... It's totally valid. <laughs> no. Not valid. So not valid. Not valid. So not valid. <laughs> I'm saying, though, she likes friends. With, she's like friends with Caitlyn. That's fucked up. You should have been there. She was, oh, man. She's so fine, too. What are you? It's like you live this fucking fantasy life. How do you exist? I'm serious. How do you exist in this world? Fuck you. Whatever. Just because you're in a dry spell right now. You had you had a bad week and you're you're all pissy. <laughs> I'm not even talking about me. You're just this walking lottery ticket. You're like like who's lucky? Someone lucky. I hate you. <laughs> you really need to not complain ever. I'm not even complaining. Ten stops walking. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. 
Whatever, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> I think this is where we were. I don't see it. It's not here. Well, look. It would be right here. Ten looks around for the backpack. Is that a dollar? Ten picks up a dollar from the grass. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I lose my backpack. You find a dollar. Everything's fucking working out for you. <laughs> it's a 20. Raul is speechless. You want to get some food? I want to find my backpack. But if you're too busy acquiring wealth... It's not my fault you can't keep track of your shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go find Katie. She probably stole it, that bitch. <laughs> oh, well. Was there anything important in there? Uh, my cell phone, my keys, my wallet. Shit. Why would you leave that in your backpack? <laughs> Fuck you. I don't have any pockets. Okay, sorry. Maybe someone picked it up. You want to check in Wilder? It won't be there. It's not like you have anything worth stealing. Fuck you, man. I'm just saying, might as well check. Right. Bright side. Katie wants you. Right. Katie. <laughs> You're right. I'll call Katie. Oh, wait. I forgot. I didn't get her number. You can ask at the desk. They have all the numbers. Tin's phone starts to ring. Hold on. Tin moves away to talk on the phone. Raul stands bored, and we hear Tin's conversation. Hey, oh, hi. What's up? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's no problem. Aw, I love you. No, no, I love you. Of course, baby. Of course I will. I'll see you tonight. Mm -mm. I can't wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there. Okay, all right, bye. Ken comes back over to Raul. Um, I just have to go see Caitlin real quick. She left her wallet in my room. Raul gestures a grudging acceptance. Sorry, I'll be back. No, that's fine. I'll go, I'll go to Wilder. I'll come find you. Sure. Raul heads toward the student union, student union main area. Raul goes to the information desk, a counter with a computer behind it, but there's no attendant. Excuse me. Hello? Is there anybody working? Jesus. He starts to walk away from the desk. Do you need anything? Raul turns, and now there are three attendants behind the desk. Attendant one, a helpful stoner, is leaning on the counter. What? Yes. Well. Um, my backpack. I just lost my backpack. It's probably not here. I, I don't know. What does it look like? It's small and green. Black straps. I think it's a dance sport. Wait, hold on. We have, we might 
have one like that. Tenant two looks up. He's kind of dumb. Yeah, uh, someone just brought in a green backpack. Is it a transport? I don't know. I think so. Tenant three, a bitchy girl, is holding the backpack. How do you know it's yours? Can you prove it's yours? What? Can I just see it? I don't know. Do you have proof? No. Then I can't show you the backpack. She can't show you the backpack if you don't have proof. <laughs> I can't prove that it's my backpack. Could you please show it to me? Do you know what's in it? If you can tell us what's inside, then maybe it's yours. Fine. Does it have a cell phone in it? Does it? <laughs> Attendant three paused through the bag. Yes. Then you have to give him the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Attendant three hands over the bag. Raul examines it, but it's not his bag. No, this isn't mine. See? Copy girl comes up to the desk and asks for help with the copy machine. Attendant one goes to help her. Give it back. Excuse me. Give me the bag. The phone behind the desk rings. Ring, ring. I'm not trying to steal the bag, okay? Here. I will have the bag back. Attendant three answers the phone. Hi, baby. No, it's fine. Attendant two starts organizing the lost and found. Wait. Excuse me. Attendant three gives Raul a dirty look and mouths. Phone. Excuse me? Hi. Just a minute. Raul waits for a minute. Attendant two keeps reorganizing the same three items, moving them around, straightening them. I just need one quick thing. Just a minute. He gets all the items lined up perfectly and goes to the front counter. Yes. Do you have the fusers? I'm sorry? The fusers. The directory? I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. The fusers? I don't know. I don't have the phone directory. The list of phone numbers. Oh, you mean the phone list? Yes. The phone list. I'm not sure. I don't think so. This is the information desk. You don't have the directory? Attendant 2 stares at him blankly. The phone list. You don't have it? I'm really not sure. <laughs> well, could you look? Attendant 2 glances around. I don't see it. Maybe it's under the, the desk. Could you please look for it? I don't think we have. You have it. You're working at the information desk. This is the information desk. You definitely have the directory. I'm sorry. Maybe we like used to have it, but I really don't see it. Excuse me. Do you know where the phone list is? Attendant three glares at him. I'm on the phone. She turns back to her conversation. No, I'm listening. Attendant one comes back to the desk. Do you know where the phone list is? Yes. Attendant three gets off the phone. Attendant one effortlessly finds the directory, which is under the desk, and hands it to Raul. Here you go. Thank you. He flips Thank through you. and finds the name. 
He flips through and finds the name. Katie Crane. Can I use the phone? That phone is not for personal phone calls. <laughs> Raul is silent. You can use the phone down upstairs or the one downstairs. Thank you. Raul heads upstairs, Tin dorm room. Tin and Caitlin are standing in the doorway, kissing heavily. The room is bathed in red. Sexy music is playing. I should really go. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> they keep making out. Caitlin starts to unbutton Tin's shirt. Student union, upstairs phone. Raul comes upstairs. Katie's friend is on the phone sobbing. Can we just see it again, please? Please, going up, please. I'm sorry. Katie's friend clings to the receiver and collapses against the phone. Raul waits for her to stop, but she continues clinging to the phone and sobbing. Raul turns and heads back down the stairs. Student union downstairs phone. Obnoxious man is on the phone downstairs. Why don't we just go tomorrow then? We don't have to see it tonight. No. Well, I want to see it too. But if you're tired, I know. Well, well, you could take a nap and we could see a later show. I don't mind. Well, think about it. No, I'll wait. Obnoxious man stands in silence holding the phone. Do you think I can use the phone real quick? I'm using it. Right. I couldn't help but notice you're not talking. I'm on the phone. Use the payphone. I don't have. Obnoxious man turns his attention back to the phone. You sure? Okay. So we'll just go tomorrow, sure. Obnoxious man gives Raul a pointed look. No, I've got lots of time. Really? That does sound like a weird dream. Ah! Raul goes back upstairs. <laughs> Tin's dorm room. Tin is shirtless on his bed. The sexy music and lighting intensify. Caitlin takes her shirt off. Just five minutes. Caitlin slips out of her pants. Student union main area attendant three is back on the desk phone. Raul turns toward the stairs. Katie's friend is coming down the stairs. Raul sprints upstairs. Student union upstairs phone. Raul grabs the phone. He realizes... He doesn't have the number. Fuck. <laughs> Student Union main area. Raul hastily scribbles Katie's phone number from the directory onto his hand and sprints back upstairs. Student Union upstairs phone. Raul checks the number and dials. The phone rings and Mary answers. Hello? Hi. Katie? No. Is Katie there? No, she moved. This isn't her room anymore. Hold on. I'll be right there. Um, okay. Can I get her new number? I don't know her number. Do you know where she moved? I'm coming back. Look, I have to go. Mary hangs up. Shit. Raul hangs up. Student Union main area. 1040. Raul is sitting on a couch in the student union. He looks at the clock. Student union upstairs phone. Raul picks up the phone and calls Tin. Tin's dorm room. Caitlin is going down on Tin. The phone rings and rings. Barely audible beneath the music. Student union upstairs phone. Raul hangs up the phone. Bastard. 
Raul goes back downstairs. Student Union. Raul walks down the stairs of the Student Union. It starts to drizzle. He walks toward Tin's dorm room in the Tin's dormitory. Raul stands outside of Tin's dorm. He can't get in because he doesn't have his ID. Raul bangs on the door. The building does not have an awning. It rains harder. Tin's dorm room. Caitlin and Tin having sex are interrupted by the sound of small rocks <laughs> hitting the window. Tin! Tin and Caitlin stop having sex. What was that? One pane of the window shatters and a rock flies into the room. Tin's dormitory. Raul stands in the rain, holding a rock, looking up at Tin's broken window. Shit. Tin's dorm room. Raul, wet and annoyed, stands near the door. The rain stops. Caitlin is leaving sheepishly. You sure you don't want me to come? Where are you going? Denny's. I just have to get off campus. Yeah. Tin gestures to Raul, <laughs> dripping. I can't really go. Caitlin leaves, closing the door. Fuck you, man. Did you find the number? You're a fucking asshole, you know that? Tin's dorm phone rings. Tin checks his caller ID. It's Cleo. I'm not going to the party. Well, I'll let you explain that to Cleo. Tin picks up the phone. Don't. No. Hello? Hi. Yeah. I know. I was on my way, but... Well, hold on. Talk to Raul. Tin. Tin puts the phone next to Raul's head. Cleo? No, I'm sorry. I, uh... I'm supposed to be hanging out with Katie tonight. Katie Crane. She is? Yeah, I'll, um... Okay. We'll be right there. Raul quickly hangs up the phone. Let's go. I thought you weren't going to the party. I changed my mind. Are you sure? Raul tries to drag Tin out the door. Come on. Wouldn't want to make any hasty decisions. Tin? I'm coming. Tin grabs a book from his bookshelf. I'll just have to catch up on... He checks the title. Anna Karenina. This is the best part. <laughs> just take a second. Raul gives Tin a dirty look. No, it's really good. Raul grabs the book from his hand and throws it across the room. I'm coming. Tin grabs his jacket and Raul hurries him out the door. Cleo's house, night. The house is packed with lots of characters that will need people to read them. Tin and Raul enter. Rob and Phoebe are making out on a couch near the door. Phoebe is gorgeous. Rob is a creep. <laughs> oh my God. It's Phoebe. Tin peers down at the couch. That's Phoebe? Hide. Raul looks for some place to hide, but there is nowhere. <laughs> You're an idiot. Tin moves toward the center of the room. I'm leaving. Raul starts to go, but he trips and bumps into Rob's friend, who shoves him toward the couch. Watch where you're going. Raul stumbles into the couch. Phoebe, entwined with Rob, looks up. Raul, hi. Have, have you met Rob? Hi. Hi. They pause. 
for an awkward moment. Then Raul turns away and Phoebe and Rob resume making out. Attendant two and Spray Man walk out the door holding hands. Greg, I have something to show you. Cleo's house. Raul and Tin have moved away from the couch. Raul stands awkwardly while Tin scopes out the room. The hippies are chanting in the corner of the room. Into the room. The hippies take turns on the trombone. Why is my life such a horribly awkward social disaster? Cat sees Tin and rushes over. She's tiny, wearing a skimpy outfit. Well, hey! She wraps herself around Tin. Hi, Tin! Hi. Cat. Um... Did you come with Cat? Cat? No. Have you seen Katie? I don't think so. Are you doing anything after the party? Oh my god, nachos. Raul <laughs> flees towards the food. I don't know. I'm supposed to do stuff with Raul. He had a really shitty week. Yeah, I heard. That's so horrible. He's he's overreacting. No. Have you ever had a dog die? Totally sucks. What are you talking about? Raul's dog. Little, like, chihuahua or something? Got, like, eaten by a pit bull? Are you fucking with me? <laughs> he didn't tell you? No. He just told me about shit with this girl. Phoebe? Yeah. That's pretty fucked up, too. So, do you want to... I don't know. Why? Cat lowers her voice. Because of Caitlin? I thought you had an open relationship. Well. So you can do what you want. Yeah. Okay. Snack table. <laughs> Raul is tearing into a huge plate of food and guzzling a Sprite. Cleo sees him and comes over. She's wearing a dress over pants, crazy socks, and a button that says, birthday girl, she's the coolest person in the world. Enjoying the combustibles? Or Do you have any meat? I think you're out of luck, Sancho. I hate vegetarians. Did you just call me a Sancho? I always think of you as a Sancho Panza to my daughter. I never told you that. Who's the windmill? You mean Cyclops. You are my Cyclops also. I don't want to be the Cyclops. Cyclops are ugly. Well, you don't have everything. Can you do? Have you seen Katie? No. Is she still here? I did a bad thing. What? Did she leave? Come here. I only sent you the 
so you come to my party, dipshit. <laughs> She's not here? Before you yell, you should probably wish me a happy birthday. It's the custom. And you're almost out of time. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. But is she here? Doesn't matter. I know what to expect from you. Though I can't believe you were going to skip my party. Cleo. We hear the song Criminal by Fiona Apple. Cleo <laughs> takes a carrot stick off <laughs> his plate. What are you doing with Kate, Katie Crane anyway? Or more accurately, what do you wish you were doing with Katie Crane? Is she here? Raul, could we please focus on what's important? What does my present look like? What is the shape? I like them square, cubed. I've got to go. I have to find Tim. I would check upstairs. Already? Jesus. But Raul, seriously, stay away from Katie. That whole crowd, is that what you really want? Those girls are bad for you. You're going to end up like Tim. Do you know where Katie lives? <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Look, I understand, but it's not a big deal. Then why are you looking for her? I'm just really stressed and I want to relax. I didn't know she was a masseuse. Could you stop? Although, from what I hear, her room is kind of like a massage parlor with lots of customers. <laughs> Are you done? Because I'm going to go. Have fun. Raul walks away. Cleo's oh, house. Raul walks to the living room. Rob is standing in the doorway talking on his cell phone. Okay, I'll be right there. Rob's friend walks up. Your girlfriend is looking for you. I know. Rob walks out the front door and down the sidewalk. Cleo's bedroom door. Raul stands outside of Cleo's bedroom. Tin and Kat are having sex inside the room, not loudly, but audibly. Cleo's back porch. <laughs> Raul is sitting on Cleo's back porch. Cleo comes up and sits next to him. You're still here, which means they must still be up there, which is just as well. What makes you say that? Kat's boyfriend just got here. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's an ex now. I'm guessing they did not see eye to eye on that. He's about to flip out. He's actually not a bad guy, though. Exter extenuating circumstances. I should go back inside and bond with him. Our exes are having sex. Doesn't that make us, like, second cousins? <laughs> I think. In Kansas. Hey, look what I found. Cleo gives Raul his backpack. Where did you find this? It's happened. Raul goes through the backpack. Everything is still inside. <laughs> Yay! Thank Yay! you. Cleo look. looks away. Look, if you really want to know where Katie lives, I'll tell you. She lives in South 320. A gesture of defeat. Go in peace. Cleo goes back inside. Raul makes his way through the party, out the front door, down the sidewalk, Katie's Hall. Raul walks down the hall, looking at the names and numbers on the doors. 320 and 321 are both labeled Katie. They found the Raul hesitates between the two. He eventually chooses 320 and knocks on the door. 
Just a Just minute. minute. Could you get it? Several moments pass before Rob wearing boxers opens the door. Rob ah! rechecks the name on the door. What are you doing here? Rob at roll trying to place him. Is Katie here? Katie. What? Rob gestures to Raul. Katie comes to the door, partially clothed. Raul shuffles uncomfortably. Tin said you wanted to hang out. What? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of busy. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could hang out later. Okay, bye! Katie closes the door. Raul wanders down the hall. The quad. Late night, early morning. Raul walks across the grass. There's nobody around. Except Attendant 3 and Rob's friend. Making out in the middle of the quad. Snack bar. Raul sits in a booth behind Sandwich Girl and Obnoxious Man. Listening to their conversation, Raul becomes progressively annoyed. No one else could do that. No one else could even try to do that. That's because he's he's Michael Moore, is the archetype. You want to look at people who are making a difference. Who are you going to look at? You're going to look at politicians because you can't look to politicians. You want to look at the media? No. Because what is the media doing? What does the media do? Except, except, except broadcast crap in attempt to brainwash the public in support of a weak liberal centrist agenda <laughs> so you can't look to the media but what does he do it's genius the man is his own media and his own politics but not controlled by business and not driven by a need a thirst a thirst for power a need to be re-elected and that's why he's able to do as much as he does. Raul gets up and starts railing at them. What does Michael Moore have to do with anything? What the fuck does he do? He makes stupid people look stupid. He, who is he helping? All it is, is complaining about how shitty everything is. Whose fault is it? You can sit there and blame everybody else, but it's not going to make anything better. Why don't you take some responsibility for yourself? Jesus. Sandwich Girl and Obnoxious Man are appalled. Student Union Night. Raul stands outside in the dark. He's alone for a while. And then Phoebe walks by. Ah, Phoebe, hey. How was the party? Where are you going? Just walking. Want some company? Sure. They walk for a minute. Raul looks for something to say. How was the party? It was a long night. Yeah. Okay. For the ninth time this week. What do you mean? Nothing. It was just a bad week. What happened? A bunch of stuff. My dog died, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What? What happened? Oh. I had a bad night, so I took a walk. Yeah? Have you seen Rob? No. Wait, why? Someone said you left the party together, or left at the same time. Never mind, it's stupid. 
They walk in silence for a moment. It's too bad the project's over. I really liked working with you. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Raul, can I tell you something? What? I feel kind of alone. I mean, I have a boyfriend and everything, but... What? I'm sorry if I lead you on. What? Oh, no. What do you mean? I just... I think I sort of gave out mixed signals. I don't think so. I mean, thank you, but... This is my dorm. Phoebe's dormitory. Phoebe and Raul enter the dorm. So, are you going to sleep now? I think I'll be up for a while. Phoebe leads Raul towards her room, Phoebe's room. Raul and Phoebe sit on the bed eating ice cream. Oh, yeah. He always... He always, you know, when I get mad, he knows what to say to make me not mad anymore. But then he just disappears. What are you going to do if he turns out to be cheating? He is. He so is. God, I'm so stupid. No. I guess I should go. Phoebe moves closer on the bed and hugs Raul. Oh, Thanks shit. for listening. He starts to gather up his things and moves towards the door. I'll see you later. Do you want to stay? I'm muted. They can't hear me. It's funny. Raul stops. <laughs> I should go to sleep. Bye. He walks out. The door closes behind him. Phoebe's dormitory. Raul walks across the quad, Cleo's house. Raul walks up Cleo's front steps, Cleo's house. Raul walks in. The house is fucked. Cleo's cleaning up. <laughs> Isn't it traditional to stay the night? I didn't know you were such a, I don't know what that word is, sorry. Uh, are you, are you cleaning up by yourself? Are you helping? Oh. Raul starts cleaning up Cleo's house. Lothario. A while later, the room is marginally cleaner. Raul and Cleo are still straightening up. Did I miss anything good? Miss Cat flipping out when surprise, Tim left with someone else. Oh, and the hipsters came out to play. Fun. I captured one. He separated from the flock to criticize my CD collection. <laughs> Held them captive for 12 <laughs> minutes on the topic of hers got fairly close. <laughs> no like, way. Bernard 12 died. minutes. That's a new record. We need to celebrate. Now this is starting to Raul cook. goes to the snack table for alcohol, but all the bottles are empty. Too late. So why aren't you trashed? It's your birthday. I'm 21. I have the rest of my life to get trashed. Yeah. Uh, you didn't drink at all? I took a hit from the trombone. <laughs> Just one? Trombone, trombone, trombone. So, it was a good party. Well, I'll be washing my sheets tomorrow, so I might have a good night. Clearly. Comfortable silence. Should I assume you're crashing here? 
Row half shrugs. They gather up the last cups and dishes, carry them to the kitchen, turn out the lights, and head upstairs, Cleo's bedroom. Raul and Cleo enter Cleo's bedroom. Cleo disposes of a condom wrapper and makes the bed. They go to sleep on top of the covers in a platonic but semi-suggestive position. Good night. Raul mumbles unintelligibly and rolls over, fade out. Yay! 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 I wrote that like 14 years ago. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That really right. cooked at the end. What, what that really cooked at the end. I went to Oberlin. Actually, Erica went there too, who was in uh a Erica ago. was great. We went to the, oh, to school Thank together. you, Erica. I'm in a Where's I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a trounce so out of them radio listeners and get in and you
And then in 30 seconds time She said I wanna live like common people I wanna do whatever common people do Wanna sleep with common people I wanna sleep with common people like you See what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you got no money. And she just laughed and said, Oh, you're so funny. I said, Yeah. I can't see anyone else smiling here. You wanna live like common people You wanna see whatever common people see Wanna sleep with common people You wanna sleep with common people like me But she didn't understand And she just smiled and held my hand everybody yay wasn't that fun wasn't that fun that was really fun i really liked it i had a really good time uh this is the last song and then we'll play some other things there's not going to be a pamtastics tonight i'm sorry i'm only doing six to eight but i'm really proud of it i'm really proud of the six to eight it sounded really good all right okay bye
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Hey, everybody. 
Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Or down.